Welcome to the sixth episode of Swimming in the Void. Six, number six. We're your hosts, Matthew Barber. And I'm Hyun Soo Moon. We're two filmmakers and former evangelicals having conversations about taboo, psychedelics, spirituality, and our journey into the void of life. Sometimes it'll just be Moon and I talking about our experiences. Other times we'll invite a guest to dive further into a specific topic. Today's guest is Darlene Cabrera. She's a medium, a tarot card reader, and a channeler. And guess what? Moon gets his cards read. Yeah, it was... uh. I guess I consider myself um, a half skeptic. You know, I don't, as, as, as you'll hear, I don't necessarily believe in, in psychics and things like that. But at the same time, I didn't think there's value to be taken from um, some of the readings. And yeah, she was actually uh, uh, very accurate. And uh, um, I don't know. I was trying not to get emotional, but oh yeah, I, I, I felt you. I felt you moving, man. This is yeah. You know, I felt this is like like after we did our mushroom. I, I was I was, skept- I, was you know, I was an emotional skeptic. Let's say hmm. yeah. I even felt, even though she was pretty accurate. Yeah. You know? No, I felt like after we did our mushroom journey together, you know, it's like and, and you had like it felt like I was it was tapping into some of that energy when you like yeah. had all these epiphanies about your life. Right. You know, I felt like this was like a little journey, a uh, little connection to that to that space. And, uh, yeah. and and I'm like I'm like I'm a I'm a there's something going on there I don't know what it is and I think we're gonna figure it out someday but for now it's like this is the best system we have and it's pretty it's pretty cool so yeah um, yeah I, mean, I don't like it's not not all, not all the stuff is so I'm like yeah this is exactly my thing but there is there is something going on there's some power you know and um, something special and and that reading was really was really special yeah it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's a very yeah. visual medium, so um, right. yeah. you know I'm going to go through and edit this and compress it down. You right, know, right, right, right. You won't you won't get to see all the beautiful cards, but maybe we'll right. you know, maybe if we get permission, we'll post the picture up. You know, somewhere. Yeah, no, that yeah, yeah. I I, I uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you Just consent to that? Yeah, I'd be fine with it. Yeah, all right. we'll yeah, ask, for we'll sure. Ask yeah. Um, all right. Uh, finally, we don't know how often we'll put these bad boys out. Uh, obviously, we took a big break for for three episodes, and then we're back for three more episodes. Um, it depends upon how much time we have, you know, and how much free time I have. Um, but if you, uh, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple, and some other ones we're working on getting on all of them. Um, please like us, write a review, send us an email at swimming in the void podcast at gmail.com. And now on to the show. I didn't realize we're on Spotify. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Matt. Hi, Moon. Yeah, Darlene. We have Darlene Cabrera with us. And, uh, you know, I, 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 we, we normally do the intro. We're going to do a little intro, you know, with the jingle and everything. And I'm like, I don't know how to like, set you up. I don't know how to describe what you do and what you, how would you refer to yourself. So why don't you give us a little bit of you know, background, a little bit of who you are and what you do. Okay. Uh, so my name is Darlene Cabrera. I'm a mother, an intuitive tarot reader a channel, a medium, an avid daydreamer. Um, <laughs> I love it. Avid daydreamer and a devotee to El Camino Rojo, which is a metaphor for a spiritual path based on the traditions of Native American and Mesoamerican cultures. Um, yeah, so my passions are spirituality, uh, shadow work. I love shadow work. I love going deep and within mm. ceremonies, rituals, mind cosmology, ancient knowledge, astrology, uh, and plant medicine. 
I'm kind of like going in that direction a bit. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, are, are, were you were, were you are you were you born in the, where were you born? Tell me just a little bit about your life growing up. So I was born in Ventura, California, but I'm from Oxnard, which is an hour north from here. Uh, an hour north from Los Angeles and, you know, just south from Santa Barbara. Um, I was raised in a Mexican Catholic church, um, which is different than most Catholic churches. How so? How so? So different in the sense that we have different rituals uh, that we practice versus other Catholic churches. For one, uh, we venerate La Virgen de Guadalupe, which is a Mexican saint that was just recently canonized. Um, Juan Diego was recently canonized, which is the indigenous man who saw her in an apparition. And... um, so yeah, in our faith, we practice, we venerate the Virgin Mother. Um, my family dances in a danza, which is, I don't know if you're familiar with. I saw that little with, video. You sent me that little video, that which I which I watched, which she sent me earlier. I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay. Then, um, yeah. uh, it's really beautiful. Tell, yeah, describe a little bit about it for, for Moon. So the danza was put together by my grandfather in 1979, and basically um, he put it together in Oxford, California for cultural and personal reasons. The main reason was because um, of my grandfather's manda, a vow made to the Virgin Mary uh, to intercede before God for a miracle that helps a loved one to regain health. So my grandmother was ill. My grandfather made a pledge that if my grandmother should live, he would compose a dance group of his seven sons to venerate the, the Virgin, La Virgen de Guadalupe on her feast day. So my uncles would dress, you know, they still do. It's like 30, no, I'm sorry, 41 years strong. And now the community has grown and my grandmother lived, thank God. And mm. yeah, so that's what we do. So growing up in a Mexican Catholic church, it was very confusing for me because I didn't understand why we practiced this ritual outside. And we had a person dressed up as the devil, you know, he represented the devil. And how is it that like the devil is going inside of church? And as a kid, I didn't understand and nobody could explain it to me. So there was a lot of confusion. That's what it was like for me. Hmm. It was very hard to understand until I was older. Did, did any of your family like, uh, practice tarot or channeling or, uh, what did you know what did you sort of tap into this this practice so i tapped into my practice because i my family didn't do tarot but they would do other things that i found odd you know they went to church every day my grandparents but then my grandmother would come home and and say how was your day and i would tell her and then like they say that night i had a nightmare in the morning she would cleanse me with an egg you know she would give me a limpia de huevo and she would pray over me and i didn't understand how or why that had anything to do with church or you know because it's something that wasn't taught and so as my mediumship developed i was always scared as a kid i was you know and so she was i felt like there was always something wrong with me because it was like you need to pray or you always had to pray about something or that's because you watch too much tv or and but no i was seeing spirits and 
people's yards or following me home from school or, you know, just apparitions here and there that nobody could explain or I didn't, my faith couldn't give me any answers. And so your question was, did anybody in my family do this? And the answer is no, nobody did it. It was taboo. You don't talk about it, but yet they had all these crazy little trinkets and did these things that I didn't understand. All right, let's you know let, let's drop into a little bit. I mean, we can always circle back around and, and ask some of these other questions, but let's talk, let's talk a little bit about your process. What, what so what's what's channeling? What do you do? What happens? What's what's it like? What's going on? So, channeling for me is sitting with spirit, right? With me, with my higher self, and connecting with my spirit guides. So. The way I channel is by sitting in meditation. I like Kopal, you know, I get the vibe going. I sometimes will drum. I will listen to drum patterns to get me into this state in my meditation where I don't feel like until I feel like I'm not in my body, kind of. Um, A lot of people, I guess you could call it trance. You could call it, um, I feel that I'm in this middle space of like trance and lucid dreaming. So The way I channel is I go into this space within and I call in my guides to just speak with me regarding whatever it is I need to know about. Sometimes they give me answers, sometimes they don't. Sometimes I get images. Uh, A lot of the times it's metaphors. I'll see a rubber ducky that'll take me back to a memory of a rubber ducky when I was eight years old and my mother said this to me. And so the stories kind of start to become coherent and concise and within, right? And that's how I channel. Sometimes I can get information by just writing, um, you know, and it's something we all have the ability to do. It's just for me, sometimes it goes a little deeper if I want to invite a spirit in or connect with someone's energy. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think I told you this story when we ha- had our session. Um, but the first time I ever I ever spoke to a medium, um, a friend bought me a, a, a half an hour session. Um, and you know, I, I've always, I've always been very skeptical. And most and a lot of it has to do with like you know my upbringing. Um, and and yet, like ha- like halfway through, like we got on the phone, and, and I'm like, she's like, how do you how, what do you want to do? How do you want to go? I'm like, I don't I've never done this before. Like what? Do you, and she just starts talking, and you know, suddenly all these like, like connections started hitting, bing, zing, 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 zing. And I'm just like, wow, what? My mind was, my mind was being blown. But, and then like half the stuff would be like, no, no, it doesn't really connect. No, no, no. Um, but I realized like, what I realized halfway through was like, what's, what's going on is like, I'm in front of a very, a, a deep empath, you know, and it's almost like a Rorschach test where, where she is throwing out all these, these um, visions that she's getting and like what's the, the stuff that's sticking is the stuff that is like resonating with my subconscious, almost like a Rorschach test kind of way. Like what's, what's the things I really need to dive into? And that's when I realized, oh, you don't have to take all, like, it's not all truth. It's not all, my, it's not my truth. It's just like, this is a, a chance for you to like, same with like tarot, you know, you like at the tarot cards, like, you know, what's coming up in your subconscious, what's coming up, right. you know, deep down, you know, what are you repressing? You take what resonates and you leave the rest. You know, a lot of people feel or believe that tarot readers and mediums are just supposed to know everything. And that is far from the truth. You know, it's it's really hard to read somebody uh, for one who is a skeptic. It's it's really, really hard. Uh oh. (laughs) I mean, it just depends. Right. Because that means that their energy is closed off, their channels closed off. But if you're willing to be open and receive, then yeah, then messages will come through. 
Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Even for me as a reader, sometimes I'm like, what? You know, you just never know. Yeah. It's, I, I do feel like the process of opening yourself up to it, like for me, which I, I would say I'm like half skeptic, right? I'm, you know, and I have, when, when I'm going through a reading, I, I, I sort of shut the skeptic off for a moment and say, what's, what's coming up? And then after the, pro, after the process is done, I'm like, then I invite my skeptic to come back in and go, okay, what do I want to take? What do I want to, what do I want to leave behind? That's right. That's exactly how it works. That's what you do. Yeah. So what drew you to, uh, what drew you to this world in the first place? Like what, what was it about it that you thought, you know, Listen. I didn't have a choice. I'm just going to be honest with you. I started getting, I was the only person who had a ghost story like every week. And it, I realized that it wasn't normal. And I was scared. I couldn't sleep at night um, on and off throughout my life. But when I was 18, I met my spirit guide and I thought it was a ghost. I flipped out. I was, she appeared to me and it was like this person was in my room. She looked slightly ethereal, but I knew that there was like, there was no turning back. So I was scared. My, I remember my mom had the house blessed and it was a really big deal for me. Um, and it was traumatic. So as time went on and I got older, it started getting scarier. It wasn't just like that spooky feeling. It was like somebody knew what I was feeling inside, outside of me. Um, then I had an experience at my sister's house where I had a completely, like a complete nervous breakdown. I broke out in hives because I started feeling all of this energy at her house. This, as a matter of fact, this was two years ago. And um, she had just, her husband had just lost his best friend due to an accidental drug overdose. And she was talking about his funeral arrangements. Well, all of a sudden, a man, I feel the energy of a man come through and I start feeling all of this pain. I started crying. I didn't know what to do with myself. I completely lost control. And it felt like the best way I can describe it is like spiritual rape, you know, mm-hmm. like somebody, somebody takes over you or it's not somebody but an energy takes over you and has you feeling all of these things because they're desperate so I thought to myself one either he's newly dead and he doesn't know what he's doing and or I'm newly opened as a channel what is going on Hmm. so I remember just crying and I had hives and luckily both of my sisters were there to comfort me and I was able to put into words what I thought he was feeling or what I felt he was feeling and I drove myself home and I locked myself up for two weeks. I was scared out of my mind and I started looking online, looking for a support group. And I found one who helped me through my mediumship, but it was really traumatic because then I had a dark night of the soul and I had to explain to my partner what was going on. You know, I have little kids, I'm going through this depression. I have spirits Mm. like full on showing up for me during this time. And I'm facing the darkest parts of me. So I decided that enough was enough. I was going to hold on, like, face my... And it makes me emotional because I'm so lucky to have him. He, luckily, he's an artist and he's he knows what's up. But it it was... I begged him to not um, put me in a mental institution or, like, make me get on meds. I just... I really needed him. And he came through, thank God. And, and yeah, and, and so I developed it after that because I was like, I'm never going to go through this again. There's no way... 
but I didn't have anybody to speak to about it. Mm. Yeah. How, how has your, how has your life changed? Um, since you've, since you've embraced this and started, started working with it. It has, my life has changed. It's been a complete 360 because I've, I'm comfortable with myself now. I'm real. I feel, I feel that I'm really good at what I do because it comes from my heart. You know, when I open my heart up to people's deceased loved ones, I know that I'm providing a service. You know, if somebody is a skeptical, they're not going to book with me. So automatically, I, I mean, unless they just, I don't know, they're in it for fun, but I know that there's a chance that they really want this connection. And so I, my life has changed because now I have the responsibility of taking the steps in life to be better for someone else and for my community and for those around me, because I can provide the service because it won't come to me if I'm not, you know, if I'm not living in gratitude, if I'm not meditating. Well, um, it's more specifically like, uh, the conversation that was going on in your head, because you, 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 you said that you, like you begged your partner not to send you to an institution, not to you know, put you on meds. Um, what, like, what was the relationship with your mental health before you, before you fully explored this? Because I could imagine it being a, you know, especially coming from a, a religious background, all the doubts that were coming up in, in the process of all this stuff. Can you talk a little bit about your mental process and... So my mental process the whole time, you know, when I went through this dark night of the soul, I just, I knew that this pain wasn't mine. And I knew that since I was a kid, I was able to see things that other people didn't or feel them right. So I knew that, that if it was truly a gift, then it was a gift, right? But maybe I had to go through this obstacle in order to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so... I was on YouTube, like, what can I do? Self-help, meditation, um, exorcism. I was looking everything up. And so finally, my guide came back, the one that I had seen 20 years ago that freaked me out and confirmed who she was and why she was in my life at this time. So that ancestral guide that I met 20 plus years ago reappeared during the darkest time of my life. So she got me through it. And then that also has you question your mental health because then how am I going to tell my husband, hey, guess what? You know, this guide came back <laughs> yeah. from a past life and yeah. she got me through it. And, and so I was like, oh, damn, now how am I going to explain it? And I explained it and he was like, yo, that's dope. Like, <laughs> like I love that. Tell me more. Keep doing it. And so he supported me. And, and yeah, so the mental process no longer existed after that validation from mm. my guide and, and my partner. Yeah. Were you, would you, did you consider yourself Catholic before all this happened or? I stopped considering myself Catholic when the church refused to baptize my son. Oh, wow. So, okay. so that's when I knew that huh. relationship was severed because I'm not married through church, you know? Yeah. My partner's African-American. He wasn't baptized in the Catholic church. He didn't receive all of the sacraments. And so for them to deny my baby, I knew that that was it. Why did they? Why did they? Because in order to baptize here in, in Los Angeles, um, the archdiocese here will not baptize your baby if both parents are not married through the Catholic church and they haven't received their sacraments. Oh, okay. okay. So, so he yeah. was an automatic, like, no. 
Yeah. I was like, why, well, why would the church do that? You know? Yeah. And so. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's times like that where I'm like, I, I, I mean, what was it? Uh, I think it was Orpheus, you know, in episode two was talking yeah. about like the, you know, wasn't he talking about something like the, um, the, uh, the, 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 the church has to adapt to, you know, the times, the times, you know, like he said, he had a more elegant, eloquent way of saying yeah. it. Go, go back in episode two and listen to it and then, <laughs> and, and then quote, quote us, yeah. <laughs> correct us. Um, but yeah, like the church is always playing catch up to where the people are going, you know, and that's, that, that's a problem. I agree. Well, they don't offer any real solution, you know, for me, like with my mediumship, it was always like something was wrong with me. You're seeing ghosts and, and, mm. you know, you know, as a matter of fact, when I, here in 2012 in my home now, um, I was like spooked because the TVs were turning on and off. Like all of this stuff was happening within my home. Mm-hmm. I called the priest to bless the house and he was talking about purgatory and how the spirit should only be in purgatory for so many years. And I was like, but what's happening? You know, there has never been an explanation. So, so it's like the Catholic church really does have to catch up if they want to continue to grow and remain in power yeah yeah, yeah man this is it's just like I'm, I'm just sitting here like there's a part of me that's like you know tr- trying to put myself in your shoes and like what what would i do with if i heard all these voices and had an ancestral guide come up you know and i'd freak the fuck out you know and i i would think i was going crazy like i how i I don't know what I would do in that, in that, the, the process of like, you know, embracing it. That's a, that's a powerful, you know, it's a powerful journey. So the key is your heart is your vehicle. And as soon as these spirits who come in contact with you know that you are only of the highest vibration, the lower entities will kind of dissipate. They can't, get in your energetic field. So when the vibration is high and these spirits feel good, it's not scary. It's the not knowing that brings fear. And then fear becomes contagious, you know? Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. I, I like, I always wonder like, you know, like one of the questions I had uh, for you was like, um, like how, how do you see this practice manifest itself in other, in other religions, you know, and my, my, my story that I always like to, to go to is like I did when I was in, because I, I mean, I grew up a charismatic evangelical, so we'd speak in tongues or we'd try. And, and I remember um, when when the church I was at, they, they were trying to get me to speak in tongues. I'd have like 20 people around me laying their hands on me, all speaking, you know, uh, uh, tongues of angels and gibberish and whatever. It just like it was just it felt like it sounded like gibberish to me. And I was but I felt the pressure to perform. So right. I. But I felt all this energy coming from all these people. My body was shaking. I had pins and needles, and I just start, I just start making up words. And they're like, "Hallelujah!" He's, he's, you know, he's got his, you know, he's speaking in tongues. I felt like a fraud because I'm just like, I'm just making up words because that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, years later, when I was 40, I went to Thailand and did this tantra rebirth, um, where you do like this circular breath for an hour, and some some people claim to see past lives and and. Um, but what, what I experienced at that, that time was a, a direct parallel to what was going on in my, uh, Pentecostal church that I, that I went to same feelings in my body, same desire to just like my, my jaw was just shaking and, and, uh, and, but I felt free in, in that space 
there was no there was no um, conditions placed upon what was supposed to happen. They're just like just breathe, and let your body experience. Whereas in the church, it was like this is what's supposed to happen. You know, you're supposed to speak this this language. So so at that moment when I had that experience, I'm like, oh, I feel like sometimes I feel like there's these, you know, humans will tap into throughout the generations into some sort of divine knowledge or some some um, some practice that will you know send you into an altered space and then then you start creating systems around it and it becomes like dogma and religion um, but I'm like okay what what tantra practitioners have been doing for for thousands of years is not is probably the exact same thing that these you know charismatic Christians have been doing like we're, we're, we're not that different in that space so so I'm always curious about like you know your like this practice that you have you know do you do you see a larger truth that is manifesting itself in other spiritual practices other religions not necessarily in uh, any religion because usually any organized I feel any organized religion is not going to fully let you be free in your experience there's always some type of intervention uh now if you want to discuss ceremonies and being led by like a shaman or an elder uh through some type of journey then then yes but that's not really a religion you know it's it's your own practice so do i see it being implemented in a religion no i don't i don't you know what because it's not practiced independently you know, I, I just, hmm. but who knows, maybe you would hope so. I, I do wonder like, like sometimes when, uh, like in, when even, at least I can only speak from an evangelical perspective is like when, when they call upon the Holy spirit, God, the father, you know, it's like, I, I wonder if they're, you know, I'm always searching for like a universal, like, you know, explanation for everything. And like, you know, maybe that's also similar to like channeling. It's just like, but it's just muted. It's sort of muted because of other, you know, practices or dogma or, or shadow bullshit that you have to, you have to deal with. Look, channeling divinity is channeling divinity, whether it's yours, God's, it's all one, you know, I just feel it's, so much deeper when you do it on your own, when you drive your own vehicle and get yourself to your destination. That is, that is how you find yourself. You know, that is, that is the key. Mm. It's just go within and do it yourself. And then if you want to share it with others or go to church and, you know, continue practicing, then that's all good. But to find it on your own is, is next level, you know, mm. Have you, uh, uh, cause you know what you, what this, what started all this was this experience that you had at your sister's, right? Uh, That's what forced me to start yeah, it. Yes. Yeah. Like, have you talked to your sister about this and like, how does she like receive all this? And my sister, my sisters are not surprised because they know about all my ghost stories. I still have ghost stories. Mm. Um, so they're not surprised. They're more like, Oh my gosh, tell us more. You know, they want to hear about it. And they want to hear about, you know, my husband being freaked out and my kids are like, whatever, it's cool. And <laughs> we're used to it, you know? So it's, so it's kind of like, and I, I've also opened the door for them. So now they're all talking about their dreams and like, mm. what does this mean? And they're getting all of these intuitive hits and synchronicities too. So I'm learning that a lot of my family, including my dad, all have mediumship. 
which oh. is mind blowing because I feel like it's bringing us closer and they have questions for me and I'm, I can answer them. And it's in a weird way, bringing us closer. That's kind of amazing. It like, kind of is because it, in the beginning, I felt that we were very distant and separate because I was the crazy weird one, right? And then all of a sudden, somebody asked for a reading and then they're noticing things happen that we talked about, you know, three to six months later. And then they want to know more or like, you know, they start believing or what about that one experience that I had when when I could have died, but I felt this energy. And then I'll see, so, so conversations are are forming because of this. So I'm thankful for it. Hmm. <clears throat> I am um, like my, my, my crazy, my crazy theory that's re I'm resting around with in my brain right now is like, you know, how, how there's a, how, how, like, how, you know, how trees in the forest, they, they're discovering that, th that there's a network that the yeah. trees are all connected or like the mushrooms and mycelium network is all, all connected. You know, I'm just like, what if there's something like that with, with like humans that we don't, we don't, we don't realize, you know, mm -hmm. and you hear, I mean, you hear stories of like, you know, um, of like twins who can be like uh, on the separate sides of the, uh, you know, right, of the world right. and they'll get a hit that like they're in trouble and then they'll actually, right, right. you know, call and they'll say, like, oh my God, how'd you know? Like that, that right. kind of stuff, you know, there's some psychic stuff going on, man. Sometimes they're just like, what, what is going on? But you're right though. The trees are known as like the network, right? And so they force us to use our intuition from the beginning of times, right? Like using your intuition to hunt and like the wind blows this way and you're let, you know, it just, mm. it's, it's all there. Yeah. I don't, I believe it exists. It's not crazy. Well, we so just, when you, when you say mediumship, right, that they have mediumship, like, what does that mean? Can you kind of explain that for us? So mediumship, um, that they can see spirits, uh, okay. they can communicate with their deceased loved ones. My dad was telling me a story where he was dancing uh, in honoring La Virgen de Guadalupe on her feast day. And he was telling me that he saw his mother, my grandmother. And he was like, but Mija, it was for a long time. And I, she wasn't speaking, but it was, uh, I knew what she was saying to me. So he, he, um, what is it, Claire Cognit, Claire cognitively knew what she wanted, what he, he knew what she wanted him to know, which was don't cry, don't lose it. I'm here with you because he was emotional. He was missing his mom that day. It was a, it's a family tradition that, you know, we spend December 12th together and venerate so, so that was one part right and so yeah so my dad was just telling me like you know when I was a kid I saw this or and my sisters too and everybody just has their little stories you've never seen a spirit no. moon I don't think so no. no you've never felt like a brush up against your shoulder when nobody's around or um no I don't think so yeah um not 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 in that sense no yeah I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I think that I would, I, there have been times when I watched like a horror movie and then that night I'll, I'm like scared to walk down the uh, dark corridor or, <laughs> or a dark hallway, you know, but, um, and yeah. And then I would see like things that I saw in the movie, like in the darkness, basically, okay. not like, not like see it visually, but like, 
I, I expect it to come out or something. Oh, I mean, well, okay. I, I guess maybe you can make the argument though. Is like like the horror film is like set you into a movie. You opened yourself up a little bit so you could sense something. I yeah. I guess that's yeah. That could be another way to like uh, uh, um, to to narrate that in a way. Yeah, yeah. I, but, I, I bet you. I bet you what's gonna happen is, is I, I'm I'm gonna predict the future here. Is like. You know, Darlene's gonna give you a reading, and you're gonna be like half like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. And then tonight you're gonna be like, you know, boom, some some light bulb's gonna go off, and you're gonna yeah. go, wow, that was like, I realized something new. Yeah. Well, I I do wonder if it makes a difference in that I don't really know that many dead people. Like I, mm. I like I like I I have not had a lot. Of, I haven't really had any significant people die on me. You know, anybody that I had a significant relationship with, like, I mean, my, my father's father, my grandpa is dead, but, you know, I didn't really know him that well. He died when I was young. My, uh, yeah, my other grandpa is dead too, but like, we weren't really close. So I don't, it's like, I, I almost don't really have much of a desire or a kind of longing to connect with the dead because it's just not, it's not part of. Uh, yeah, I just haven't had the uh, chance in a way. So I don't know if that makes a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. No? <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. I mean, it. in my opinion, this is how I feel. Um, I like inviting all of my ancestors who are deceased uh, to be with me and, and protect me at oh. all times. And so my daughter's really scared of death she's nine years old and she's like mom I don't want you to die and you know and I'm like well let's practice this now how are you going to call on me because energy never dies and so mm -hmm. I like explaining this to my kids you know that energy never dies and if we can learn to communicate outside of ourselves now then we're going to be okay because you're going to be divinely guided by me when I'm no longer here you just have mm -hmm. to learn how to listen you have to learn how to pick up that phone and call me and and so my mediumship, really the greatest gift is being able to teach it to my kids because I never want them to feel alone or they can't ever get out of a situation. This, this feeds into my, this feeds into my molecule theory where I feel like, you know, what if molecules have neurons mm -hmm. and we can like, and they, and they re retain memory, yeah. you know? And, and so like, maybe, maybe that's part of it. Like yeah. you, you're channeling, you know, these spirits that are just like, but you're just feeling all the oxygen molecules around you with the neurons yeah. and stuff like that. That's just, that's my, that's my crazy science. That's my crazy bogus. So, so Matt, would you <laughs> that's say, your thinking mind. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would you say is your significant sort of, I guess, experience with the spirit? Uh, when you, when you sense the spirit. Hmm. It's interesting. I, I would never say that I, I sense, um, specific, uh, spirits or guides necessarily. Um, it's more of like a, a, a general sense of, of, of the divine. And I do have spirit, mm. I do have spirit animals that have visited me, mm -hmm. you know, many times, um, both in, in, in ceremony, in, um, uh, medicine ceremonies and also, um, in, in well, also not, not, um, under the influence of anything. Mm. Um, so I, I don't like a lot of, yeah, there's, I do have that, that rational mind, that thinking mind. I do have a part of me that's like, 
I, I believe that science is the search for, for the, the discovery of the truth. And given enough time, it might take eons. You know, we might, we, you know, we might be able to scientifically, like, you know, uncover some of, some of this stuff. So it's like, and I think this is also my approach, even within Christianity it was like, as a Christian, I'm like, I believe in science. And I, and I think like Christians shouldn't fight science. Cause it's like, in the end, it's only, it's only, they're not there. They don't have an agenda to say, like, we're going to disprove that Christ. Like we just want, we just want, we just want proof. And, and okay. we just want, you know, we want to be able to test our theories. Now, maybe someday we'll be able to be able to have a, a scientific test for, for spiritual stuff. Maybe. Um, it doesn't, and on, on the flip side of that, it's like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. There's like, there's, you know, if for me, it's like, if you, if I gain value and insight and, I, and I'm more integral, more integrated in my life and more grounded mm. and more present, um, and I have these spiritual practices, it, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, science right. may catch up. And I also may like, you know, and also I think for me, the important thing is like, I don't have to take the whole thing. And this, this is my, this is my aha moment of, as you know, in, in the last few years is like, I kept approaching every spiritual system as like, I have to take the whole thing or I have to reject the whole thing. Mm. And, and now I'm in this space of like, I don't have to reject the whole thing just because I don't like, I have an issue with the car, the system of karma with Buddhism. Doesn't mean I have to reject mm. every practice that, 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 that Buddhists have, right. you know? There's some there's some practices in you know in um, what I mean, what we're talking about now. I'm just like I don't I I'm not, I'm not sure, but that doesn't mean I have to throw the the whole thing out. And I do find value and insight. And even just like the reading I did with Darlene the other day, I'm just like there there's a lot of stuff that came up. I'm just like yeah, this this is validating my the direction of my life and also mm. reflecting some of the challenges I have. And um and it was greatly helpful and greatly beneficial and, and Thank you, you know, but also it also stirred up a lot you know it's been it was a, it's been a really emotional weekend for me this whole weekend has been super uh, you know super vulnerable super um um sensitive like extra sensitive yes you know? yes usually you know you have to be prepared to to get a reading so not everybody's open and not everybody's willing to face their inner self and open Pandora's box, you know? Mm. Um, but no path is easy. And the sooner we surrender to the obstacles in our lives, the sooner we can go on about our merry way and, yeah, and, you know, continue to just be good energy to all of those we surround ourselves with. I'm going to mirror, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mirror you. Uh, <laughs> Darlene is, uh, what, what are you, is that, are you saging? What are you, what's in your copa though, there? Uh, I'm burning copal. I'm just gonna do some sage so that we can get some of the essence of. I want to vibe. I'm gonna vibe here the way you're vibing. Let's do it. Yes. Right. I just... so, so you want to do a reading? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Are you open, Moon? I I am. I mean, I I may sound like a skeptic, and <clears throat> I guess yeah, but I I am always open to uh, different ideas and experiences. So, okay, yes. good. Is there anything you want clarity on? What is it? Has anything been weighing on you? Anything been weighing on me? I don't know. Nothing specific. I don't know. Just being anxious about my future and self-doubts about my 
my abilities, my career, and you know that kind of thing. But <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just uh, I, I just think that everyone. I just assume that everyone has those kind of anxieties. Uh, who cares? So don't like, don't assume don't assume my anxieties. Um, Where are your anxieties? Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so why don't I'm going to give you two words, and I want you to pick one. Okay. Or I'm going to give you light seer or light worker. Light seer. Okay. Light seer or lucid dreamer? Light seer. Okay. So this is, these two cards on the left are your situation. That's my situation, you said? Yes. Yeah. Give okay. me, just, I'll explain right now. Okay. Your advice. This is your outcome. Okay, so your situation is... um. The sadness card and the three of hearts and the king of pentacles speak to you repressing a certain part of you in order to attain this. Uh, you're having a hard time attaining this energy of like wisdom and and um, being in control of your finances you don't have to add any of this to the podcast, okay? Because I don't want to, if I'm offending you, please just, I, I'll stop. No but there is a part of you that has been hurt from either like your childhood or there is something, there is a trauma or pain that is getting in the way of either like your financial abundance or this wisdom that you are trying to attain as like a, as like a provider. Okay. Mm. Now I'm sorry if that doesn't make sense to you, but the information just comes and I just kind of say, no, the it, words does. Of, it does. It does. Yeah. As a, yeah. So this is a man, the King of Pentacles is a man who's in control, right? Mm. Um, he is a man who, who is invested. He is a man who, um, has it all financially, he is blessed. He's abundant. Okay. But there is something here that is preventing you from doing what you really want to do. Let's just be honest. Okay. There's an obstacle where, where this person here is completely done and they're ready, to, ready to turn into a new direction. And so what you're being told is to get out of your comfort zone and start living in your heart space here with, um, with the aid of strengths. Okay. This is you, this is a person See, and if you notice the little, the lamb here, mm -hmm. okay, to me, this has something to do with innocence. So maybe in the past you wanted to do something and you weren't able to do it and you just got comfortable and didn't really live out what you wanted to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Am I, is this resonating at all with you? It does. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so instead of really reaching and going further, you just kind of became a bit comfortable. Mm. And I don't know if it's to please or, but you're in this, you, the advice your guides are giving you is that you need to make a choice. Okay. You see this woman here who's looking out the window. This is the two of wands. Do you mm. see her? It's almost like she's thinking of what she needs to do next. And she kind of knows, but she's not doing it. She's hesitating. And your guides are telling you not to. Earlier, I mentioned about, this is the Leo card. This is about you um, 
doing work from your heart, creating your passions and radiating this warmth and energy to others. Okay. Mm -hmm. And look, you got this heart space card again. So the advice your guys are giving you is to just project the warmth and love from your heart to get you in a better place um, in all areas of your life, to be honest with you. So like, so your abundance could come in better. Okay. So, so you can regain this mastery and know exactly where you're going. Earlier, I mentioned the heart being a vehicle for you or for all of us, right? We got to live through our heart space. Imagine this carriage is your heart driving you forward. You're working with both dualities, right? The masculine and the feminine, the polarities, and you're, mm -hmm. you're meant to move forward with whatever decision you're supposed to make, but you're being told to not go back to your old thoughts, your mm. old ways of thinking to find the balance to continue to push forward with this idea. Um, I feel it has something to do, like there's some type of repression here. Okay. It's either like in your career mm. or in your relationship, there's something you're not pushing through. Mm -hmm. Is that no, it, it's uh, no, I, I feel that. Yeah. I mean, it's um, I've always been afraid to. I've always been afraid to just say what I really want because and, and actually wish for what I want, because if I do, then um, um, I, 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 I feel like I'm going to jinx myself if I say what I want. So I like to keep that a secret, you know, for what I really want to do. Cause, and hopefully I just, you know, work at it on my own. And if I get there, I get there, but if I, and, and no one will know and I won't be disappointed. So, you know, yeah, I don't like to say what I want and yeah, it's like, I mean, I, I guess in, in terms of my career, yeah. Um, I always just, uh, uh wanted to be like directing. Um, but, mm -hmm. um, editing was something that I fell into that I, I knew that I could pay the bills. So I've been doing it. Um, but what I really want to be doing is a lot more. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm working on a documentary that I hope will, you know, it's, it's, I'm still working on it. So I'm, I feel like I'm working towards that goal. Um, but I'm still, yeah. I mean, I guess that's when I, earlier when I talked about my kind of, you know, what's been bearing down on me, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a long road, you know, uh, because I started this documentary like two years ago and I have two years to go and the, the making of it is, um, hard in a sense where it's a slow process because I, I'm, I'm doc basically I'm documenting these, uh, group of people for four years. But so it's, so it's not something you just like get in and do it and get it done, but it's like taking a long time. And when you take a long time doing that, you just leave yourself open to a lot of doubts and fears and each time. And, you know, and it's not like a, it's paying the bills of, you know, being able to work on it. So, yeah, in between, I'm having to take jobs that pay and. Yeah, I mean, so that's where the financial, you know, stuff definitely comes into play because I feel like I'm always having to uh, uh, have this balance of like taking jobs so I can pay the bills. But at the same time, what I really want to be doing is my passion project and devoting everything into it. And um, so, 
yeah, I mean, I, yeah, um, I definitely connect to, you know, pretty much everything you're talking, uh, you're, you're, you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, yeah, I get it now. And thank you for sharing that with me because it helps me better understand the cards, you know? So yeah. if you look here, yeah. this is the, the situation, which is just like a broken heart. This person has had enough, you know, but yeah. then check out all the other hearts that you get. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like everything is from the heart. Okay. Right. And you talked about balance. And so I feel that, look, just keep it up, keep going. It's going to work itself out. Don't get comfortable because the comfort brings sadness and just repression. When you so, say, what do you mean? Don't get comfortable. What does that don't mean? get comfortable with like, like slowing down on your project. You have to keep momentum yeah. because look, you've got the chariot card for your outcome. This card is about momentum and not losing focus, right? Mm -hmm. I also feel that um, with your work you're creating now, if you continue to push more energy into your work from your heart space and maybe take more risks, I feel like things will, I don't know how your job works. And so I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to, overstep any boundaries here but i feel like if you pour more of your heart into it things will unfold rapidly for you and this abundance will come because this is the king of pentacles okay this is like this is like a big dog in the tarot and and he came out with your situation you're here mm -hmm. you just have to keep the momentum going and get rid of all of the negative talk because all this chatter that's above you that's surrounding you is getting in the way of your destination like just you know it's not healthy mm. the thing the thing the thing that i keep thinking of too is like just like any creative field like boldness is rewarded right you know? oh yeah yeah yes. I mean, you know you're, you're, i mean your partner's in music you know like if, if you're timid you're not you're not you know you're not making anything no you're not no mm -hmm. hmm that's a good that's a good point matt thank yeah. you yeah so that's what i got for you i'll take a picture of it and then yeah yeah can send it yeah and, and talk a little about the, the top two cards of sadness and comfort what like what are those about so the way i see the way i see sadness and comfort is just these two cards working together okay so your sadness like you'd rather like you just said earlier this speaks of like i'd rather not talk about it because i don't want to jinx it okay so you mm -hmm. make a safe space for yourself whether so what you're supposed to do because this is a leo card this is a card of shining this is a card of like of standing in the spotlight and it feels like that might be a, a bit of an obstacle for you so so you make yourself comfortable somehow so you don't have to face these challenges i mean it just speaks of being comfortable with what we do every day or even possibly like making an excuse right whatever is going to keep you it's like in order for us to really push things forward and grow we have to step out of this comfort you know it's mm -hmm. like you got to just you're gonna have to always find the balance no matter what so i feel that you should talk about it you should talk about what your projects are i'm not and it's not i'm not talking about like getting on a speaker box and announcing them but you know mm -hmm. just see what type of feedback you get or there's something about you opening up your heart space where you were guarded before, or you're might be trying to step out of that, but your guides are telling you that you need to. So the sadness and comfort work together because it's easier to be sad than to be disappointed later on down the line, right. you know? 
Right. So it's right. just that. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got this. We got it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I, I mean, it's, it was, it's weird. Like the other day, um, I, on, yeah, on Friday, um, I was feeling tired and I, you know, I was working on another project, an editing project and I was just feeling tired and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to take the rest of the day off. Um, so I, I, um, I, so I did. And then I just hung out with my son, Max, and, you know, we just played and it was really pleasant and, Aww. and, um, and, but yeah, I had this like fear sink into me all of a sudden because I was like, oh, this is like so nice. And I feel like I could easily just be content just doing this, just have a steady gig and, and be comfortable and spend time with my family and I'll be content, you know? Um, and yeah, I had this feeling of like, fear of being content which is like an odd you know thing to say right it's it's like i don't i don't want to be content yes you know? okay so the um, sadness and comfort said it right. all yeah so like i i definitely connect to that you know what you, what you were talking about in terms of comfort you know and comfort zone and it was yeah because i yeah it's like i was oh if if i'm just like fine it's which, which would be fine but then like i don't you know, I don't want that for my life. What, what's you know? the, what, where's the fear coming from in, in that comfort? What's the, you know, what's the flip side of that? Like, if you were, to, if you were to accept that comfortable space, what, what, what would that mean for you? That uh, I guess it would mean that I would dream about doing all these things that I really wanted to do and live a life where I don't do those things. Yeah. It's like a life of regret. You and I have, yeah. I mean, we have, we have, we have a similar, like, yeah, I have a hard, hard time being, I, I exact same thing. I don't like yeah. being, you know, like, I'm like, I could take this job right. that, you know, like this network TV show and right. work for like five years. Right. And, but it could kill me. Right. Kill me. I want to do, I'd rather have more uncertainty and have, you know, it's like high risk, high reward. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, right now I have this documentary that, you know, I've been working on for a while and um, I have like other projects that I want to do after, you know, I had this whole idea in my head where it's like, okay, hopefully this will do well enough so that I can make another one. And I already have some, Uh Oh, Moon's God trilogy. You know, I have a subject matter that I already want to do. Like I have like, you know, multiple projects that I want to do in the future, you know, but I, um, um, yeah, like uh I mean I it's not like I don't not talk about it cuz I have talked about it to people uh cuz uh-huh. I, I cuz I think I'm in the process of like coming out of my shell in a way cuz like I don't think I would have been you know even even the fact that I I started working on this project I remember the first time I traveled so it's a it's a documentary about uh this town in Iowa called Storm Lake and it's um filled with immigrants because there's a meatpacking plant there and a lot of immigrants go there to work there and it's about the people there it's about the lives of the people there and i remember you know the first time i traveled there uh there was a feeling of like holy shit what am i doing you know this is crazy um i'm traveling to the middle of iowa and this is this is the first time where i'm you know it just it i guess it, it felt like i was um 
uh, the best like best the the best way I can describe it is like I was um, I was free falling, you know, like there was no safety net whatsoever. This could to this could be a total failure, or it could be something interesting. But I have no idea how this is going to work. And you know, so far it um it's it I I feel like an ev I've come a long way since then um but yeah that feeling of total fear of what the hell am i doing like this is so crazy it, it's odd like it's it still happens you know every time i take a trip there like i just like i've gone there like five or six times now but like every time i go the the when i get to the airport i go like what am i doing like what is what are you doing you know this is so stupid this is so crazy and stupid but then I but get into not, it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then I'm in, and when I'm like there with the people, and I'm and I'm and I'm doing it, and I'm talking to them and connecting to them, it feels amazing, you know. Um, it's like a, it's uh, it's really great. But this is why I love. I mean, this is why I love about uh, about your work, Darlene, about this this work in particular. Like, it doesn't really like for me. It doesn't really matter if you believe in this stuff or not. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, irreg that's irregardless. Like, yeah, you can, you can, you can say it's all in, in your head. It doesn't mm -hmm. really exist. What's really going on though, is like, you are getting a, like a straight tap into your subconscious and l allowing all this stuff to come up with all these emotions that you may not otherwise talk about. And then, and then you have someone else, another human being in a therapeutic role, if you, especially if you yeah. trust them to reflect back and become a mirror for you. Right. You know? right. And so, so that's where, I, you know, yes, I do have that thinking mind of me. It's like going like, well, is this, uh, can science ever prove this? Ah, yeah, yeah. And, but like my higher self is like, it doesn't really matter. You know? Yes, right. maybe. But are you processing things that you, that you are avoiding? Right. You know? Yep. As long as you're, as long as you're doing that, you're, you're on the right path. Right. It's there's always work to be done, no matter what, you know, yeah, yeah. so it's it's beautiful when you find that and you work through it because the reward is much greater. OK, so every time you go to Iowa and you're like, what am I doing? Just think about when this film is done. Like, mm -hmm. can you imagine what that's going to feel like? You're going to revisit all of your fears and everything you went through to get to this moment, to that release right. date. Yeah. So that's the beauty in the struggle, you know, is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally do that. And then it's like the fear sinks in where it's like the other side is, oh, what if it's total shit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is possible, but it's just, it's just the, how it works, mm. you know? It's just, yeah. 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 It, it made me think of though, I, I remember watching the Spielberg documentary that was, it was an HBO series. Like, I think it was like three or four years ago. Um, and he and he, he he was talking about how like whenever he's on a, a, a when he's ever on a set and he walks in he goes like I know exactly what to do here you know do this that 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 he's like those movies never do well yeah. you know he's like when I get on a set I'm like oh god what am I doing what uh, I get and like when I get back into a corner and I'm desperate and then like this inspiration strikes and I go and then you you, you just save the day you know it's like that's when the movies really connect with people because you're operating from this like you know Different your true space. heart yeah you're, you're operating from your heart as opposed to your ego right yeah. right, right. Yeah. yep i see that yeah i see so, that so yeah. i always say like if you're if you're scared right then you're on the right path yeah yeah you 
Yeah. That's right. That means yeah. you're getting pulled out of your comfort zone and you're being forced to action. Right. Right. That's cool. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for the reading. That was great. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you yeah. for allowing me to read yeah. for you. Yeah. No, thank you. No, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, I, I usually don't get tarot readings. Yeah, uh, I know. I yeah. Can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I am open, you know, because I guess yes. it, it's like it's like I, I think I'm similar to Matt in a sense where um, I don't necessarily believe. Well, I don't believe it in a sense where maybe uh, other like like the tarot reader, a medium may believe like I, I don't know if I would believe it in the same way, but. And yeah, maybe one day through science, there's some way to just explain all this. You I can don't see why we're good together. Yeah, yes, I, I don't. Can. Yeah, but at the same time, like it doesn't matter to me in a way because um, I do, I do think that uh, uh, people like yourselves, like meet uh, uh, the people who have this kind of mediumship, there may be a talent that you guys have that that we don't we don't we don't understand yet and you guys uh frame it as spirit and energy and we may not believe it but i do think that there is truth in the way you guys describe that world that we may not connect to but we are still a part of does that make sense? Like it that's what I that's what I believe, you know. And whether we like it or not, I do believe that there is truth in what you're saying. Maybe not in the same way I would describe it. So it's almost like if I'm open to it and I hear fully what you have to say, I do think that there is something for me to take. You know, because I, I I may not believe in the spiritual stuff, but I totally connect with everything you're saying about the emotional kind of place that I'm in and the kind of um, leap that I have to take. And to me, like what's significant for me is not necessarily that you diagnose me in some way, but your words of encouragement about the heart um that's encouraging to me i feel like that's 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 that like i could take that you know it's a, it's like a great image for me to like take away from this reading you know regardless of whether what i believe about you know your ability to to, to see into my soul or, or whatever you know like i i can i i something about what you said about hey keep going you know follow your heart in a way like that there's a lot of value and power in you telling that to me. You know what I mean? You're going to be thinking about oh, this all night. Thank see? you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you might have some dreams. You might be visited <laughs> by ancestors, spirit guides, loved ones, yeah. spirit animals. No. Yeah. Well, uh, kidding, not kidding. <laughs> but, but, you know, the tarot is really meant for you to dissect yourself. I'm just right. giving you the tools. It's your journey. You can take whatever resonates with you and leave mm. the rest. It's just, it's your path. And as far as the mediumship goes, your, your spirits aren't here. Your ancestors aren't here showing up for you. Like, look, this, you should believe and we're with you here and there. And, mm -hmm. you know, we hear you. It's, it's about your journey and what you need to do. So 
they come through to give you the messages that you need to hear, not the messages that you're skeptical about. Like they don't, they don't waste their time that way because they could care less. They just need you to live your absolute truth. And that's mm. all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, what are, what are some tools that people can, like people who are interested in, in you know, or, or might be called, you know, to this, what are some tools that they could use to, to start to explore this for themselves? The first tool is uh, meditation. Number one, right? You, you have to clear your um, <clears throat> tools. You mean, as far as like, like tarot cards? Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, or... like, yeah. If, 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 if there's like a young Darlene out there who's listening to this and she just saw a ghost or a spirit or she got, a, a, she just feels compelled, you know, where, what would you say to her? Okay. So if there is a young Darlene out there who had a traumatic experience, as far as like, she saw a ghost and she wants to know why, and all of this is don't try to talk to it. Um, because you have to learn the practice of grounding yourself, because uh, it could be scary, it could be, it could be traumatic. So find somebody, find resources on YouTube, um, read about mediumship, learn the energy centers throughout your body so you could learn how to ground yourself and be prepared to see some scary shit. Like you're gonna see it no matter what, because it's there. The key is to understand how and why you're seeing it. Um, don't you have to have a reason also as to why you're exploring your mediumship? Okay, because if it's for ego and you just you want to get on YouTube or social media um, to announce this, then it's not gonna work for you. If anything, it's gonna you're gonna draw an energy that that doesn't belong to you. You have to, you have to do it with integrity. Mm -hmm. So meditation, learn the energy centers, learn to ground and protect your energy, know who you are, um, know how you want to be of service and why, and then, then get yourself a tarot deck and, and start playing and communicating with your guides for you first, not for anyone else. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. those are some tools. Thank you. I was just using, um, so I just have, I just have, I have one more question. Um, sure. but do you have anything like, you know, do you, I mean, I, the last thing I want to say is like, where can people find out more about you? But I also want to give you an opportunity if you, if you have anything, anything, any insights, any share, anything that's on your heart that you want to share before we start to wrap up. The only thing that I want to share is that this experience is mine. Anything that I talked about is, is just our lessons that I've learned on my own through, you know, my own practice um, and that's about it. Good luck to everybody. And I hope that I was able to touch somebody who shares a similar experience as I do, you know, growing up in a Mexican Catholic church and not understanding why we see the things we do or be, or we're told the things we're told, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And thanks for having me here. The way you can find me is I am very private. I don't have a website. I'm kind of word of mouth. Um, I haven't even thought that far, to be honest with you, but I'm, you know, people want to find me. So I have an email and that's freshmoonwater8 at gmail.com. And if you want to book a reading with me, message me and we can talk about it. Um, 
only book with me if my energy you feel aligned with yours okay because if you know mm-hmm. if we don't connect then we just don't connect and it is what it is but yeah it's like, it's like it's like a spiritual date you know like don't go on a it date is. if you don't want to no <laughs> matt it really is your energy has to align it really is that's a great way of looking at it i'm gonna use that <laughs> it's all yours Darlene, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Thanks for allowing me to come out of the spiritual closet to the rest of my family. Oh, my I'll God. Posted. I'll keep you posted when when, when we're going to post this. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know before we post this so it's not like a surprise. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Well, thank you so much. And thank you very much for the reading. Really nice to meet You're you. You're welcome. Great to meet you. Goodbye, yeah. man. Thanks, Matt. <laughs>